Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horrorpocalypse Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Horror Apocalypse. Today we are coming at you with our first ever live episode. We are recording at GameStop in Kissimmee, Florida on Vineland Road. And we're here today we're going to discuss one of uh, one of our favorite subjects, horror in video games and how they affect movies. So uh, with me today I have a special co-host, first time ever. Mike, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Mike. Uh, I've known Mike for, what, like seven years? No, a lot more than that, because I've been married almost, uh, Uh, well, Devil Bunny and I have been together almost ten, so. Oh my god, really? I've known you that long. Now I'm, now I'm embarrassed. It just feels like yesterday. Ouch. I I have to reevaluate my life. Yes, (laughs) we've been saying that for a long time, (laughs) but, (laughs) uh, but we have several guests with us today as well. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves while you're here? Hello, everybody. My name is Bob, um from straight chilling podcast it's my pleasure to be here gentlemen thank you for having me um i don't know much about video games but i'll, I'll see what i can add nice thank you hey this is anthony from something ghoulish and ghoulish cast and hello beautiful creatures here in it this is chris or cast so we have an all-star cast here today, guys. I'm very honored and very happy to have these guys here. Uh, these are guys that I listen to all the time, uh, look up to. When they do collaborations together, it makes me happy. So I'm very happy that they're here with us. So thank you, everybody. All right, so Mike, how do you want to... We've got three hours to kill, so how do you want to, how do you want to start this? Do uh, you want to start with uh, movies based on video games first, or well, uh, let's let's start with video games first. Reason being is because mm-hmm. horror video games have been around longer than horror movies based on video games. Okay, so um, probably <laughs> probably <laughs> the um, according to all the extensive and in depth research I did yesterday, um, the probably the first known horror game is a text-based horror game called Hunt what was it Hunt the Wumpus I think is how it's pronounced uh, I you had mentioned it to me it I, it's kind of odd it reminds me almost like Zork <laughs> is yes. the best way to describe it. Yeah, very similar. You, you've got a, a, a text-based game where you have to kind of maneuver your way around through these caves, and there's only something like 20 caves in the entire game. Okay. But your your job is to avoid or avoid the Wumpus, avoid the bats that bring you to random spots throughout these caves, and then eventually shoot the rumpus, a Wumpus with um, a crooked arrow. And that's it's called a crooked arrow because it flies around corners and things like that. So it's it's a pretty cool idea, and that was back in. Um, well, before I was born, so I was born in '75. I think the game was 1973. So to have a horror video game go that far back, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't I say mean, that far back. It makes me feel that much older. So, <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, wait. We just got a comment from the peanut gallery. Come on down, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody, I'm Mike. I just came to support Geo and the crew. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. There's entirely too many mics on this show. Yes. Well, the most popular. We're creating one right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's been uh, horror video games uh, 
back is, is 1973, as I mentioned. Um, and then they, they started getting into um, horror video games based on movies. And that's where we, we started coming in. Um, the uh, Probably the most comical one that I saw recently was Halloween. I didn't know they did a Halloween game for the Atari 2600 back in 1983. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, it came out October 1983. When I was watching some gameplay on it, because I have never seen gameplay on uh, Halloween for the Atari 2600, let alone any Halloween game other than, was it Dead by Daylight or, or something like that is another one that's out. Um, it, it's hilarious. You 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 play this babysitter, and you're running through this side-scrolling game, and it's a dual-layer side-scroll game. You go left, right. You can go in the door that's in the background, and then it brings you into the lower level, and you go back and forth. But the whole job is to avoid, quote-unquote, Michael Myers, although they never give you a name. Um <laughs> The, the game itself used the, the poster art, used the theme song, used the imagery, but never used any of the names. I don't know why, but you have to avoid this, this masked killer. And um, it's hilarious because every time he pops into the screen, the, the like four-bit uh, music starts for the, the Halloween theme, and Michael starts chasing you around the, the screen. You have to avoid him or um, stab him or, or something like that and there's like one knife in the entire game you get it you use it he's, it's gone then you get to run back and get it and it's just ridiculous but my favorite part is when uh you're the babysitter if you get caught by michael he hits you with uh his his knife and your head just disappears and there's two little streams of blood that come out of it as your corpse runs away <laughs> I, I, I must mean, have watched that too bad you know I must have watched that five or six times before it finally sunk in and what I was looking at, and I just couldn't help but bust out laughing. It was probably one of the most humorous games I've ever seen. And then not long after that came Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Atari 2600. Um, I had only ever heard rumor of Texas Chainsaw on Atari. So, again, I went looking into this one, and uh, it's hilarious. Again, these are very comical games, but at the time, there was it was limited in its release because there was such a um, a press on video games there was a press on violence things like that not so much like it was uh late 80s uh when tipper gore started getting into you know violence and censorship and things like that but with this one um you play leatherface you're actually playing the killer this time around and you have to again side scroll left and right that's all you can do but you have to avoid um fences cow skulls and wheelchairs which if you're a texas chainsaw fan you know the reference <laughs> to wheelchairs um but you, you run around, and your life bar is your gas for the chainsaw. So uh, what you have to do is you have to kill five people, get 5,000 points, and you get more gas. And then you have to make sure that you keep enough gas in there for every five people that you, you kill. Um, and that was one of the – that was limited uh, in its release. I think only like uh, 100 or so copies got released, and it's very hard to find now. Um, complete with the book and the the box and all that other stuff but that was fun to watch um but do you guys anybody want to take a stab and win a bracelet as to when uh the first movie-based horror game is i'm gonna throw out that it was probably et for the atari 2600 <laughs> because that game was pretty horrible you know our our regular co-host chris is deathly afraid of the et game uh or et in general um i mean it's creepy he that's what he says it's very creepy the long finger things like that but no it was not it was not et good guess though good guess good didn't they make like a text-based uh dracula uh game like um like the universal films i could be thinking of just a generic dracula game 
But didn't he do? Wasn't that one of the early ones? Not one that I've seen. It, mm. uh, if so, um, I may be wrong. But go ahead and take a bracelet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one we were looking for. But anybody else want to take a stab? No pun intended. No. <laughs> no. Okay. The earliest one that I could find was. Um, it was called Shark Jaws, and it was based off of the movie Jaws, 1975. Um, that Total one, it, 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 yes, uh, it was licensed by them. Um, uh, it was a single-player arcade game, though, so you only got it in the arcade. We we did get a Jaws later, I think, on NES, uh, 80s, 90s, uh, but the very first one was arcade-based back in 1975. So that was that was kind of fun. Was that shark game that was in the movie? Yeah, there was a like a holographic shark game in the film itself. But I don't know if that was purposely made, but it was like a arcade shooter. Nice. Yeah, nice. Wow. This one I think you played as uh, Jaws, and you had to, uh, your job was to eat all the vacationers that were swimming, and you had to avoid little depth charges. And it's very similar to the one that came out on NES. So. Yeah, nice. But um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just there's been a couple of Jaws games. There's actually... Um, the one that I remember most was growing up being you were on the boat, you had to swim, and the only thing I remember about the game, because I could not get past it, was going to the water and immediately dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, w- that was actually a lot of games did that. So. Yeah, it, it, that that's my biggest gripe with like movies or video games based on movies is mm-hmm. they tend not to be too good right but you've got yeah. a few especially now that are coming out that are actually really good nice nice uh, dead by daylight's a perfect example yes and that one though they, what i confuses me about that one is they don't get a lot of the licensing that they need so we get a lot of um characters that look like who they're supposed to their counterparts in the movies and such but they're called different names and things well, like that that's right? actually changed that has changed okay yeah so originally they they didn't get the licenses so they mm-hmm. tried to create their own versions um the for example now they have leatherface when and before that they had uh the hillbilly who was basically leatherface he was running around with a chainsaw but now they actually have the rights to leatherface same thing with uh michael myers they now have michael myers in the game they have uh, who was the other one that came out just recently? Ghostface. Uh, Ghostface. Um, yeah, I mean, they're uh, the fans of the game are not too happy about it, but they said it allows them to continue growing the game mm-hmm. because with these uh, additional characters comes the extra money they need to keep the game going. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually just recently added a survivor, Ash. <laughs> nice. So nice. I actually went back to the game to start playing it again just because of that. Now, now let me ask you something. With more games, Mortal Kombat springs to mind that they get licensing for characters like Mortal Kombat, for um, Leatherface and Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. We've got Dead by Daylight that's that's actually got the licensing for these characters now. We've got more and more things gaining licensing for these horror characters. Do you feel maybe it's cheapening it? Is it's getting a little spread too thin and it's exposing itself to more of an audience and thus making it kind of watering it down? I'd say it depends on how they do it. Mm-hmm. If they, like in a case like this, you're actually getting to play those characters, which is not something you get to do in most horror games. Most horror games, you're the one being chased. Uh, the, I'm, granted, of course, with Dead, Dead by Daylight, you can do both. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's the killer and then you've got the four survivors running around. But. It still has that horror element, 
because you're running around doing everything you can to try to escape from this person, knowing that there's nothing you can do to stop them. <laughs> so while, yes, it's adding to all of the extra stuff that we see the character in, it's preserving the horror element of it. Okay. You guys uh, have uh, any thoughts or views on that? On cheapening the genre? Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> Come on up. Um... I don't know. I, I think the end game of like being a genre enthusiast, I I don't know. It kind of excites me to see like Freddy Krueger and like Predator and like a Xenomorph and like a major like Mortal Kombat game, you know. And as long as that kind of, you know, is like an induction to some people into genre, like oh, you know, I don't know much about Predator or Xenomorph or Freddy Krueger or whatever. Like I've seen them, because mm -hmm. um, obviously they're so iconic in pop culture at this point, but if it can just be another thing to get people engaged and kind of down the rabbit hole that we've all traveled with horror films, I think that's a plus for sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a thought that popped to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Way, way to make me feel horrible for having that thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually, you brought up Alien. Um, I learned something today I did not know about the Alien Isolation game. Um, did you know that the Xenomorphs in that, that game actually had two AIs running? Um, if you're familiar with the Xenomorph, you know that they, they don't see. They hunt by, um, uh, what is it, uh, empathy or something like that. They, um, go ahead. They, uh, I, it depends on, like, where you get the source from. I, usually mm -hmm. it's, like, echolocation or some form of, like, heat signature. Right. Something like that. Like, they, they, can't, they can't see. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and this game, what it does is it takes uh, one AI knows where you're at, and the other AI tries to translate to the uh, to the to the character where you're at or things like that so that's how it's it's using that almost like sonar to or echolocation to try and find you so i thought that was really cool to, to learn that um two ais running a game and then when i heard uh that it knew exactly where you were i'm like well what the really <laughs> what's the point now you know but then i hear that yeah i think about the design morph it can't see you but it knows you're out there so it kind of works together i thought that was really really cool and it makes that game even creepier in my opinion so uh, i really enjoy that yeah um, that game scared the living daylights out of me you know what what game scared me and you're all probably going to laugh um well let me, let me preface this by saying <laughs> I don't judge a horror movie based off its rating. If it's a rated R movie, fantastic. I know I'm getting lots of blood and gore. If it's a PG-13 movie, I think you can still get some fantastic horror elements out of it. Um, I actually forget the gaming ratings right now. You're you're more the, the game guy. M is for Mature. What was prior to M? T. T. Sorry. Um, there was a T-rated horror game that came out that absolutely scared the... Well, I can't say it here. Scared the crap out of me. Um, have, has anyone heard of Alan Wake? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The first time I played through Alan Wake, that scared the crap out of me. I was not expecting half the stuff that happened. It's one of those things where you don't see, really, the, the enemy, the, the villain of it. Uh, it's a ghostly creature kind of thing. Um, so you remove that element of it, just like in a horror movie, when you can't see the killer of the creature or anything like that from it, you remove that element, it makes it a little more frightening. That came in, in the game. And it was a T-rated game. It was designed for teens and, and under. Um, but it still scared the crap out of me. And it got to the point where my brother and I um, were playing it in shifts. I would play a chapter or two, then he'd come in and play a chapter or two. And when I heard him scream like a little girl, I knew it was my <laughs> turn to, to go back in and pick up and play a couple more chapters. But that was that was one of those those fun games. I think that's probably my favorite horror game, believe it or not. Um, really? Well, 
it's tied for one other, which we'll we'll get to later. But um, let's let's talk about uh, horror games and how they meld with uh, with movies. Uh, what's your favorite? Wait, let me pr- let me start again. What is your favorite movie based on a horror video game? Be careful what you say because it could be your time to go home. Favorite horror movie based on a video game? Yes. Honestly, Silent Hill. Okay. I'll let that one slide. Pyramid Head is the scariest thing on the planet. <laughs> now, good thing you brought up Silent Hill. Let me ask you this. In the game Silent Hill, the nurses, the Pyramid Head, um, all of those those creatures, they have a, a meaning. They have a psychological mm-hmm. meaning to something with his, his wife and things like that. So it has a meaning to it. In uh, the movie, I didn't really see any of that same meaning there. I thought it was just there to pay, kind of pay fan service. You, we see Silent Hill, we expect Pyramid Head. We expect these nurses. So they put them in there as just creatures in this other dimension. How did you feel about that? Honestly, I don't like one-to-one adaptions anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with it. They kept the creepiness. They kept the you know, sinister vibe of everything that was going on. I just... It, it's not so much that they it's not so much that they did the original story I just liked the idea of the world that they created they really drew you into it and it is by far one of my I guess it's also a nostalgia factor because I I played the game when it originally came out for the PS1 and I kind of had that same feeling of you know, the the misty world, not knowing what's just around the corner kind of feeling. And they captured that perfectly in the movie. So even though they didn't do a one-to-one comparison, it it still had that feeling, that, that I don't know what's coming feeling. <laughs> At any given moment, I'm going to turn a corner and, like in the game, see a bloody fence with a body hanging on it or you know here comes pyramid head charging down a hallway to cut me in half <laughs> nothing different than say los angeles but yeah i understand oh that. yeah <laughs> um what about you guys you guys have a favorite uh let's just run down the line chris you have a favorite uh horror movie based on a video game um i think it's probably the one i enjoyed the most is resident evil damnation the animated film yes the animated ones are fantastic yeah it's like it captures just uh the ridiculousness of resident evil because honestly it's it's gameplay is scary but the story is silly and i Mm. love it for that and um damnation like it's basically like a good version of the silliness like it's action basically but not as dumb as the Paul W. Anderson films. It's more enjoyable because oh. the characters are the characters you enjoy and love. Yeah. <laughs> like Matthew Mercer is Leon and he does a fantastic mm-hmm. job with that. You got Ada, you got all the cool monsters and stuff. It's actually it brings in bioweapons and warfare, so that's something I want to see in the Resident Evil story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's like my favorite one. It, it also looks good with the animation. Yes, definitely. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Anthony? It's kind of cheating because it's not even a film. Um, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> but, that, now you're just going against the grain, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to be a contrarian. Um, I, I, I like the Silent Hill kind of like face value stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like it, definitely comparing it one to one, it's kind of hard just because like there's so much mythos there. I would love to see a more true Silent Hill film because it definitely deserves it. Um, Jacob's sp- Ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, one of one of my favorite adaptions or most recent ones is, I know uh, 
probably the Castlevania television show. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah the animated one on amazing. Netflix. Yeah, like Castlevania has always kind of utilized the um, aesthetic backdrop of the universal horror uh, films, but in been primarily based around action. But the animated film is such a beautiful, like, combination of the series. Mm-hmm. And it, like, keeps the heart, but still has some of the, like, oomph and chutzpah yeah. <laughs> yeah, of it definitely. all. Yeah. So I, I love that. Gorgeous, too. Nice. Great yeah. soundtrack, too. Bob? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think I'm kind of a Silent Hill guy, too, man. Like, as far as uh, horror movies that have been based on horror video games... I think I've only ever seen like Resident Evil and Silent Hill, but I think I'm Silent sorry. Hill. <laughs> I think yeah, I think Silent Hill holds up relatively well, man. It's got some like pretty, pretty decent atmosphere. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequels, just the first one. Like all the fog <laughs> and raining, the ash and the uh, pyramid head guy is super creepy. I don't know. It, it it holds up well, and I've never played the game, so I don't know like what the differences are mm-hmm. per se. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd go with some Silent Hill. Yeah, Silent yeah. Hill by far for me <laughs> i think uh, what helps a lot of um and we'll get to, to everybody else here in a second what i what i think helps um uh, horror movies based on video games uh is if you go in and you don't know the source material like if you you, you don't know the source material for silent hill or even if you do i guess in some cases and you yeah. go into it not knowing that you can just enjoy the movie um it, it's very difficult for for me personally, because I go in and I constantly compare to the source material, be it a book, be it a comic, be it a game, be it a TV show, whatever. I constantly compare to the, the source material, even though one of my idols, Todd McFarlane, uh, the intro to one of his episodes of Spawn, he said that you will see changes in the animated series compared to the movie, compared to the book, because there's only so many times you can tell the same story over and over and over again. You need to change some parts. You need to keep it fresh. And I, I go into movies now like the the friday the 13th uh reboot the killer cut that sort of thing i go into that trying not to compare it to the first one or technically the second one um but it's very difficult and i I, the todd's words keep ringing out in my head you know just (laughs) don't do that there needs to be some changes so it does help a little bit but if you go in not knowing the source material i think that helps add to the enjoyment factor a little more mike what's your favorite well first of all i have to tell you since you're that guy that can't get past the changes, <laughs> there is a huge difference. You bring up Friday the 13th. There's a big difference between not being okay with changes and mm-hmm. then just watching absolute garbage. So there's uh, two different things there, right? Uh, but it is, <laughs> for me, right. it's just more of the same, right? Silent Hill, and, and it's a good thing that you brought that point up because I was going to say the exact same thing, right? You can enjoy that as it, in and of itself. And I think that that's probably the only uh, live-action movie based on a video game that classically fits into the horror genre rather than an action movie yeah. right? okay. it's not just somebody with a gun killing everything like the resident evil ones are they are what they are say what you will about them <laughs> but i think silent hill right i mean there's very little weapons it's a lot more psychological uh so far that's probably the best one it's still not perfect but the best one that they've given us nice oh nice. <laughs> all right well we have another guest one of our followers danny we just want to say hi danny thank you <laughs> What? So just, it's gonna give you money. Are you going to give us money? Yes, we welcome that, Danny. Come on down. <laughs> the more the merrier. Take yeah. some stickers, take some bracelets. <laughs> let me let me pull my pants down so you can put I it in my G-string. Oh, 
Over there. Sweet. That one's our entry form, which you guys, right. you need to fill out an entry form, by the way, if you want to enter our drawing. We're going to be giving away some really cool prizes, like this uh, custom tumbler mug over here. Uh, we're going to be giving away some coffee mugs. I got some, um, oh, and write your t-shirt size on there, because I have some t-shirts that I'm going to be, uh, uh, that are in this prize pack. So. I do like coffee. You do like coffee. Like coffee. Fantastic. Those are GameStop pens, so they may not work. <laughs> <laughs> I say Gio likes coffee as well as long as you don't change it. It's just uh. <laughs> oh, we get to choose. Yeah, you can choose whichever one you want to do. Oh my God, Uh-oh. these are some fantastic yeah. movies. Well, I didn't know if you wanted not so great movies. What do you want? No, these are good. <laughs> good movies, because the way y'all been going, I don't know. Oh, and look at the, look at this. Uh, uh, I mean, that wasn't his choice though. <laughs> Well, this, this is fantastic. For you guys that, that don't know, we have a Patreon page where you can go in and make a donation to us. Or in person, you can make a donation to us and then pick a movie for us to watch. And did you know that one of the ones you put on here is actually a horror movie based on a video game? Not the car. <laughs> nope, not the car. <laughs> it's actually... Um, it, we'll, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite soundtracks for a horror movie based on a video game. Um E.T. <laughs> Not E.T. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, just throw out E.T. I mean, E.T. is creepy. Um, he is creepy. He is. He is very creepy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. Okay. So. Oh, uh, I'll get to it. Hold, hold your horses, Danny. We're getting there. All right. Um, I get to. I get to talk with uh, with my favorite uh, horror movie based on a video game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go above all of you, and I'm gonna take it to a different country. So my, my favorite horror movie based on a video game is actually Parasite Eve. Uh, oh, what's what's up? Come on down. <laughs> I forgot that movie. Wait, I thought the thing. I thought the movie came first, then the game, because it was based off a book. Don't throw a wrench in my cog. Let me take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played the game first before I saw the movie. So, so I'm the not game, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, me, the game was PS One era. Yeah, I, I had the game. Yeah. It was like a one of those. It was a Square Enix game, so it was like three discs in one. Oh yeah. If, if only we had some sort of devices in our lives that gave us access to the World Wide Web and a and well of infinite knowledge at our fingertips. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we do. One second. Let Are me you see. sure about that? <laughs> or is it just like the other half of your brain sitting in your hand? Uh, well, hold on a second. Oh, look, I need it's a Doctor to, Who episode. I need to get off Pornhub real quick. I'm kidding. It's not on Pornhub. Just so it's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. The game was 1998. When was the movie? The the book was 1995. Oh, wait a minute. First published 1995. So the book was first, then the game. And does it give me a movie? Recent reception. Uh, 97. So 97 for the movie. 97 for the movie? Yeah. God damn it. All right. Well, you killed me. All right. <laughs> but, 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 the game is a sequel to the movie. All right. We'll run with that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, you're, technically, your favorite video game movie is a prequel to a game. Perfect. Please, I did like you just um, actually, these men. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. For that. No, I have absolutely no problems with it. Thank you very I much. Try I try to avoid that at all costs. No, I welcome it. So, bring it in. We're good. All right, so now I need to think of a new one. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it still let's, fits what we're talking about. Well, let's let's. Uh, Danny wanted to know which one that he gave me is based off a video game. Anybody want to take a guess what he put in? 
Can I give us no. a hint? <laughs> None of us have seen the list. <laughs> You're all alone if you can't figure it out. Ah, oh, that was a... Okay. That wasn't that bad of an adaption, actually. You gotta tell us what it is? Alone in the Dark? Alone in the Dark, yes. Alone in the Dark. That yep. actually wasn't that bad of an adaption. The, granted, of course, the CG is absolutely terrible. Oh, God, yeah, no, that <laughs> looks like it was done on a high school video toaster, so no, that, that was bad. Oh, it wasn't? Yes, Tara Reid and... Uh, <laughs> Wait, did she open her mouth? Yeah, negative points. So. <laughs> uh, one, of, uh, one of Bob's co-hosts has a, uh, a thing where he gets a half-star bump for the abos. Uh, even if she showed them, it's, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. If she spoke, it's down. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you probably should have specified what year. <laughs> so we're not talking about the video game one then. Not that one. Not that one. Okay, well then that negates that one. We're not going to do that one. The car though. Go 83. Well, you got some good choices here. Actually, you know what I may do is I may throw this up as a Facebook poll and let the let the people vote on which one of these that Danny gave us will be our his Patreon pick for us to watch. So, so basically, you're going to pick the worst ones there. Well, yeah, that's how it works. But <laughs> um, it's it's recently come to my attention that we we tend to um, we're very mean to our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> so <laughs> you throw money at us and we insult you. I, I it's rough. We'll try. No, what am I saying? No, we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna rip you a new it's one. So, <laughs> exactly. But all right, so let's let's talk a little more. What what other since we talked about what our, our favorite horror movie based on a video game was, what do you think is the worst one? Little hint, it's anything by you, Bull. I was, I was going to say, I'm, I could make a list of like four or five. <laughs> if you want the worst, House of the Dead. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, anything by you, Bull, basically. Yeah, yeah. But mostly House of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. Um, uh, what, about, what about you guys? Worst... You don't have to bite your, your tongue. I'll you tell can. You, it's an obscure movie. Uh, based don't off say E.T. Called E.T. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, actually, the movie was good. The game was garbage. But I would say another obscure one uh, called Alone in the Dark, starring Terry. <laughs> you know what's funny with that E.T. is I I got that on the Atari 2600 when it came out. I'm sorry. And I played it for three hours. Uh, when you walk to the right, you fall in a pit. I'll tell you a funny fact, though, too, is that is the only game where the main character's main power is neck erections. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no good way to take that. <laughs> yeah. I, we're going to have a long, dramatic pause after that one. <laughs> good. Um, I want to say it's horror, but it's like horror elements of Blood Rain. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, oh, yeah. That's made our list as well. And again, you bowl. So like, I'm seeing a pattern. At least, at least like Paul W. Anderson can make a movie. Mm -hmm. It's not a good movie, but at least you can describe it as a movie. Yes. Agreed. Moving pictures. That has a beginning, <laughs> middle, and end? Maybe. It has an end. <laughs> How about you, Bob? Um, I, this isn't really horror, I guess, um, but Doom, that... Doom no, movie is it had horror elements. Yeah, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, the <laughs> pretty bad. There's a there's one line I forget the character's name, but he's sort of like a redneck character, and he he says something along the lines of uh, he, the previous night he had like a bottle of tequila and three she boys or something. That always stuck with me. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Hard to forget. 
that one, I, I don't know how you could take a movie with Carl uh, uh, Urban, uh, Dwayne Johnson, an, an awesome premise like Doom, and then release that garbage. Yes, and I, it wasn't really bad until the end when it suddenly tried to mimic the video game and you got the first person shoot and the voice is coming in over the soundtrack, reload, things like that. That That is what killed it for me at that point what, in time. What did they call the BFG in that one? Uh, uh, Bioforce gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's because, and to their credit, they that gun has been referred to that before. It's just tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they kept some of what made Doom what it was and then threw the rest out. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Anthony? Worst one you've seen? Uh, worst, like, video game to film or movie? First, first movie, or worst movie based off of a video game. Oh, I, I really don't know. No, no? They're all bad? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like speaking in the furthest corner, um, yeah, I really don't know. Um, video game adaptions are are already such a uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like most are just objectively terrible, <laughs> um, and so when you go further into like a niche uh, set of like genre, like Doom is just at a point where it's so bad it's good and aren't they doing a remake of that from I what think? i heard yeah i think there's an, yeah. another one coming up oh yeah. dear god really <laughs> yes yeah yeah be, i mean <laughs> hopefully they make it god now i'm depressed so, is it gonna be VLD? i am it may have already come out actually it may be on vod we'll have to check really? that because if so then we'll have to get some swirly jirling <laughs> yeah Um, I mean, everything past, like, the first two Resident Evil films are just not so bad. Um, I mean, like, Michelle Rodriguez, she's great. Oh, yeah. And Mia Jokovic is solid to a point, but story-wise, it's all over the place. Um, I don't think I've seen Alone in the Dark yet. Um, I would recommend it. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Hill yeah, I haven't seen that. I heard that, that didn't was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doom Annihilation looks like, according to IMDb, is expected October 1st this year. Is it live action? Yes. If we haven't gotten a trailer for it yet, unless it, it's probably <clears throat> going straight to VOD, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what they did with Dread. I actually really enjoyed Dread. Oh, no. I loved Dread. Yeah. Direct to video? Okay. Yeah. I would love to have a reboot of Silent Hill. I mean, like Mm -hmm. an honest interpretation of Silent Hill, especially like maybe something in more of the vein of like what Kojima was going to do with like PT. Oh, PT. Wow. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even a Sony fan, but I loved PT. That is my bread and butter right there. Like Kojima's brain is just like so weird and great. Yeah. I love it. Well, Good thing you brought up PT because I wanted to talk about that at some point during this. Um, that was a great game where you spent walking through a hallway, and it was it, that's all it was was you were in a hallway really, and they made that what was it like a thirty minute demo something like that, um, and then at the end it was Norm I remember correctly because it's been a couple of years I think Norman Reedus walks out at the end. Do you think if that had become a full fledged game that we would have 
kept it in that, or do you think that would have just been the beginning? Once he walks out, now we're into this wide open world, uh, and that's where the game would take place. Well, you know what that was, right? It's all speculation. Right? It was supposed to be a, a, uh, a setup for one of the new Resident Evil games, I think. No, that was actually a reboot of Silent Hill. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a okay. reboot of the series. Nice. Del, yeah, Del Toro. <laughs> Del Toro Kojima and Junji Ito was working mm-hmm. on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I understand, they got so far with it, but they didn't have any actual like full-on story concepts to work with. Um, but it's so amazing the impact of that because it's such a, it's almost like a ghost of a game because it's affected all these other games. Like Layers of Fear was yes. inspired by that. And I know that like the second one just came out. Um, Resi 7. Yeah, Resi 7 was Absolutely. inspired by it. And it's like it came and went so fast and we barely got to enjoy it. But I would love to live in like that alternate universe where PT fully exists um, and being able to experience, you know, what. Because that's a powerhouse of a team. Del Toro, like Guillermo Del Toro on a project. Kojima, who's now working on Death Stranding, which I'm still excited for. And then he still has his team besides Junji Ito working on it. And Junji Ito's work is phenomenal. Like, that is like the dream horror product, you know? Speaking of uh, Norman Reedus, right? Because isn't he in Death Stranding? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Norman Reedus, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Guillermo Del Toro is a character in it as well. Um... And I don't know if there's any other big actors or actresses. Those are the only ones, really. And if I do, I apologize. So. <laughs> well, not like they're listening. <laughs> you never know. Lindsay Wagner, okay. Lindsay Wagner, and then I guess the girl that's in it was the girl that was the love interest in Spectre. Okay. The, her name. Yeah. Is it Lindsay? Is she still alive, Lindsay Wagner? Yes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, Good. What were you going to say? No, I just, uh, it's it's interesting. Like, Kojima kind of just grabbed everybody from PT and dragged them kicking and screaming into Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kojima is, is a god in his craft. You can't yeah. you can't deny that. So, um, uh, speaking of Layers of Fear, by the way, too, just a shameless plug for you guys. Um, straight chilling. Uh, Justin does uh, the, the game streams, and he just did Layers of Fear. Um, I think that was the first game I jumped in and, and chatted with him and talked and watched while, while he was playing. That was a fantastic game, and I've actually added that to my list of games that we're going to be uh, playing and streaming at some point in time. I don't want to jump right into it right after you guys because that's just shamelessly copying you. Do so, right. <laughs> actually, my first game that we've got lined up is going to be on the Xbox One uh, that we'll be streaming, and that is uh, Call of Cthulhu. So I didn't oh. even know they did a Call of Cthulhu for Xbox One, and I saw it and bought it. I have to. I'm, don't even. You know I am a Lovecraft fan. I understand that. You're going to... Okay. <laughs> Get Sinking City. Yes. Well, that's coming up, isn't it? It's already... I think... I think it... Yeah, it, it just, just got out? released. Um, Call of Cthulhu was... Xbox One on Sinking City too, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we're in a GameStop, <laughs> so I may run over and grab it. <laughs> Keep in mind that the team who did Sinking City mm-hmm. were denied Call of Cthulhu. Okay. And they made Sinking City as their way of saying, we can do it anyway, and we can still do it better. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, cool. It's not perfect, but... It, it's definitely better than Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> what, what I got the I mean, I saw the tentacles. It immediately brought to mind Cthulhu, Sinking City brought to mind Cthulhu, all that other stuff. But when I started reading up on it, I got a little more of a Dagon feel. Less Cthulhu, more Dagon. It, and that's... It, it's still the, the Elder Gods mythos. Okay. But 
I mean, in the end, they, they couldn't use Cthulhu. They couldn't use the Elder Gods mythos, so they kind of played things around a little, just like okay. a lot of video games do that now. There's, heck, even Bloodborne did that. Mm-hmm. In the end, like, that that was one of the ones that really threw me off. After playing through Bloodborne, I'm like, wait, this is the Elder Gods? What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, to be perfectly honest for everybody listening, uh, all three of you, um, <laughs> we, I used to know a little bit about video games when I worked with GameStop, and then after I wasn't around it for 10, 12 hours a day, I kind of lost a lot of, and I threw myself into this, and I became more movie and less less game, but um, this is actually getting me back into it. I kind of want to, I'm getting some new ideas and some new stuff. Actually, yeah. real quick, uh, did you throw it back retro did you guys know that there was a game um based off of uh george romero's dawn of the dead oh actually i wanted to mention something go ahead (laughs) and it wasn't dead rising yeah i know dead rising did borrow very heavily from it to the point where they had to put a little uh uh, tag on the front of it saying not in any way associated but there was one it was called zombie yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, Z-O-M-B-I, which uh, mo- most of you know Lucio Fulci's yeah. Zombie. When that was, uh, when Dawn of the Dead, Dead was released in Italy, it was released under the heading Zombie. And when Fulci's Zombie came out, it was released as Zombie 2 uh, in Italy. Over here, it was Zombie. But uh, in Italy, the game came out as, or in Europe, the game came out as Zombie. And it was based off of Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. And it's about survivors in a mall and you have to try and survive and everything. I thought it, was, it looked really good. And I've got to get my hands on that uh, online interesting thing uh that was put up by ubisoft yes one of ubisoft's first i think wasn't it Uh, i think it might have been their first game let's just check our show notes i know it's their first in the horror (laughs) genre yeah it's their first publication yeah back in 1986 um you can actually get a game called zombie z-o-m-b-i right now on the current consoles that was actually distributed by by ubisoft not the same one no, it's oh, okay. a modern. It, it was. It came out actually on the Wii U. God rest its soul. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it yes. was Zombie U. Yes, I remember. It was released as, uh, and then they eventually brought it to the other consoles. I think that was one of the only ones I played on uh, on the Wii U, and I, l- I enjoyed the fact that when you pulled up on the the screen, the game didn't stop. So you, when you accessed your inventory and stuff on that that gamepad, the game was still going. So if you, yep. most games where you pause, you get your your weapon out of your backpack that has seven thousand guns. Pick which one you want. <laughs> pick which ammo you want. Oh, I need to change my gear. The game pauses while you do that. It didn't with Zombie U, and I really enjoyed that. Sorry, my phone just vibrated. That's fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I that actually was released by Ubisoft. It, it was almost like them coming back to their roots in mm-hmm. a way, and it. it wasn't that bad on the on the Wii U. It lost something almost when they brought it over to the other consoles. Not having that second screen kind of removed some of the enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm distracted. Keep talking. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why is it as far as zombie games go? uh, Oh, speaking of which, uh, Dying Light. Which yes, that was a good one. Uh, Dying Light Two is coming out soon. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, a uh, couple months I think. Um, but yeah, Dying Light was based uh, kind of on um, the same premise as. Uh, oh my God, I forgot the name. You just mentioned it too. 
the pros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just mentioned it, too. Another four-person zombie game. Zombie? No, no not that one. <laughs> oh, Dead Rising? Uh, Dead Rising, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, Dying Light is similar to that. Um, that, though, I when you were mentioning earlier the idea of diluting the horror genre, I kind of feel like Dying Light's starting to do that. How so? It's too action-heavy. Well, we, we got that a lot. Before the show, we were talking uh, about Res- uh, Code Veronica. You know, how that felt a little more action-oriented. And uh, Raccoon City, um, Operation Raccoon City, was very action-oriented. Well, Things like that. that game didn't happen. Um, yes, it did. It was fantastic. Or Resi 6, which was able, cause considered a survival thriller. Not survival horror. Yeah. Survival thriller. Where they're... Yeah, Capcom did. Capcom pulled that card. And or like, was it? I think it was called dramatic horror or something. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like, it was like, it was like, it was like the end of the Xbox 360 era and the beginning of our current gen. There was like, it seems like a lot of AAA developers were like, horror doesn't sell, so let's stop making horror. You got Dead right, Dead Space Three pulled that card. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, like Resident Evil, like four at least was even though it was more action like it at least was creepy at a lot of points in time oh yeah but then like you got five which is in broad daylight it wasn't it was more like a call back game then you got six is uh shenanigans and silent hill even tried to add some action elements to that with the but to be fair konami doesn't know what to do with the franchise now yeah Yeah. well that's just konami (laughs) (laughs) they don't know what to do with anything that they have um but yeah i and you know again just like he was saying resident evil did it. it it's Simpsons did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Treehouse of Horrors? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true, true. So, yeah, they literally did it. <laughs> Actually, I think my, my episode coming up next, maybe it's this Sunday. No, this Sunday is one of our other Patreon picks. Next Sunday, we've got our Shining Patreon pick episode coming up. And I'm, I Ooh. have threw, I threw so many uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror sound <laughs> clips into that one. So if you guys like those sound clips, let me know, and I'll keep adding them in. But I'll break every copyright rule I can. So, I mean, isn't it considered fair use? No. <laughs> I don't understand fair use, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what the law is for podcasts, I guess, as long as you use it under 15 seconds. That was what I thought as well. And uh, if it's any kind of copyrighted material, regardless of how much time you're, you're using, one second, five seconds, ten seconds, you have to have express written consent. Or they can uh, send you a cease and desist letter, and then you can ignore it, and then they can sue you for it. I mean, me and your uh, (laughs) right. (laughs) Well, look, me and your other two listeners will not mention it, so you'll be fine. He's going to send me so many (laughs) cease and desist letters. (laughs) 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 But until somebody, more than seven people, listen to our show, then I'll worry about it. But right now, we're good. We're good. But um, I'm like five or six, right? Yeah, we're like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. We've been at this now almost 50 minutes, which is really good. That's a long-ass show right now. But we've got uh, another two 50-minute segments we're probably going to record. So we're going to take a little hiatus, and we'll be back with you shortly. All right, guys, welcome to round two of our Video Games and Horror Movies podcast, live from GameStop. Uh, it's funny I said live, and I'm talking about how I'm going to edit and record it. Well, anyway, um, 
we're jumping back into it. We've got another uh, guest with us today. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, hello. I'm Eva. I was not expecting phone sex voice, Eva, but okay, that works. <laughs> it, work, it works for me, not all go. the time. And sometimes, you know, there's a restraining order involved afterwards, but right. I tend to lead with phone, phone sex voice. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Eva, we uh, talked earlier in the first part of this, uh, some of our what we consider our favorite and what we consider our, our least favorite or most hated uh, movies uh, based on video games and vice versa. So uh, which, uh, let's go ahead and go with your, what's your favorite video game movie? Oh, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's Resident Evil right there. You know, really? Classic. Oh, no, no. That was my first true horror video game. So therefore I have to go. Oh, you're, you're doing the game. Well, movies also. Okay. I mean, You're the first person to say Resident Evil for movie. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Thank oh. you. Um, oh, no, you, you said the animated one. Yeah, I, I like the animated Resident Evil movies. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Degeneration. Uh, yeah, uh, See, I didn't forget. I got gotcha. Degeneration. <laughs> okay, but... You're talking the Mila Jovovich one. Oh, God, come on. Mila can pull any crap out of her butt rub it around and present you with the hoped diamond <laughs> without fail. I just want to point out to everybody else here, I warned you, did I not? <laughs> I mean, she is the, the fecal alchemist of all oh. time. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So, yes. Yes, trade. Patent pending. But yes, I mean... I mean, really think about, let's say, like, The Fifth Element. Would it really be that great if not for Mila? Uh, I'll, I'll give you Bruce Willis. He brought his little thing in. That's all we need. All you need was Mila. You don't you see... You don't need Mila. You don't see playing Bruce Willis. <laughs> Multipass. Thank you. You don't see no one Multipass. quoting Bruce Willis. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. This, this is not even horror. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying that I am that Mila transcends whatever she's in, and if you look at Resident Evil, I mean, the first movie, um, she really was the one was the driving force. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say second to that, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Yep. And that kind of brought her in the forefront. I really think Michelle Rodriguez owes her career a lot to Resident Evil. But Mila, come on, come on, and how this like. 20 other sequels after that and the only reason anybody ever watches it is for Mila so um, my, my goal is Resident Evil thank you, thank you. I, I don't watch it just for Mila I do and we're back to phone sex voice alright <laughs> <laughs> alright so what uh, since you're so passionate uh, about the um the the worst or the best what's your worst one worst oh god uh, i don't know everything else is just kind of i'm apathetic to everything else well, i was gonna say if you like resident evil then you probably don't have a worst one no no i i don't i i appreciate all of it <laughs> i appreciate all of it i really have a, a place in my heart for all crappy movies and let's face it there's not really you know, any great, great movies as horror, uh, video game based. But, at least in my mind, it's all crap. But, like I said, <laughs> I have a place in my heart for crap. I have a place in my heart for, for campy, 
Mila, Mila Jovovich crap, from Mila what I understand. Mila Jovovich, my God. Yeah. If I can make a shrine to that woman and just, just, just rub my feet against her marble toes, I would do that. Rub your feet against her marble toes. Yes, because I'm making a shrine. It's going to be out of marble. So you're going toe to toe? Toe to toe. No pun intended? No, all puns intended. <laughs> well, this is taking a very dark turn. It always, <laughs> does. It always does. All right, so we were we were actually talking about um, a bunch of cool stuff last uh, last clip, um, chapter one. I don't know what we're gonna call that. I guess chapter one sounds pretty cool. Let's go with chapter one. It's the telltale. It's the telltale uh, system, right? We release in chapters. There you go. And there hopefully you go. not go from bankrupt. Oh God, I hope not. All right. <laughs> well, it's not my money. It's my wife's money. So um, I kid. Well, it's ninety percent her not money. Really. Hopefully her parents aren't listening. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, we we were gonna jump right back into uh, discussing um, video games and horror. But uh, I'm distracted by something. Please stand by. Okay. Um, you got lost. Yeah, I don't. Ask. Did you lock it? Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 All right, we are going to try to get somebody else over here real quick. Dalton? I do have it. So you're going to need to put your two cents in. I mean, <laughs> you're not really supporting if you're not really talking. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But we were going to um, start this one talking about Friday the 13th. Uh, everybody, everybody loves the movies, right? Is there a single person at this uh, place right now that does not like the Friday the 13th movies? They had me when they killed the guy in the wheelchair, so forever fan. <laughs> wow. No discrimination. Come on. Come on. Come on. Did you ever think the guy in the wheelchair was going to get it? Did you? Did you? No. But when he did, I thought equal rights for the disabled. Yes. I would like to say to all of our listeners that Ava does not speak for the views and opinions of that of Horror Apocalypse podcast. <laughs> that made it even better. They always, they always kill the ones who quote unquote deserve to die. The, 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 the bad jock, uh, the slut. But no, they killed the charming guy in the wheelchair. The one you thought was going to make it. I would like to, again, point out to our <laughs> listeners that uh, we do not believe sluts need to be the ones to die. We, we support all slutdom. I don't mind sluts living. It's the bad sluts who don't know what they're doing. They don't <laughs> <die>. <laughs> oh, wow. Well then. <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> That's the thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we will have Ava on a future episode discussing Shutter Island uh, at no. some point. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's talk Friday the Thirteenth real quick. Um, most people know the Friday the Thirteenth on NES, but not a lot of people know. And I actually just found out now again, not a lot of people know there was actually a game uh, before that one. I believe. Let me check my my notes here. Uh, it was 1985, and it was done on Commodore 64, and it was pretty much the same story arc. You were um, a survivor, you're trying to survive the camp, you get to kind of explore the camp, and it was as, as close to a 3D environment as you could possibly have at that point in time. You can go forwards, backwards, front, le left, right, in the ca in the cabins, out of the cabins, things like that, and your job was to survive. Um, 
Then came along NES. They made uh, Jason purple and blue. Um, very fun colors, festive. Um, and he tried to kill you. And my favorite weapon was the rock. I mean, uh, well, you guys were just talking in uh, your whaling episode about uh, the girl throwing rocks and, and things like that. And um, I that was one of the things I loved about that movie was that girl throwing the rocks. And you guys hated it. But I loved uh, in this game, you could get machetes. You could get uh, was a bow and arrow. I think was one of the things you could get. But my favorite was the rock just throwing that that thing. It never ran out. Uh, did minimal damage. But if you could run around enough and just keep throwing that rock, it was great. But most people hated it for what it did to the Friday series. Do you, have you guys played it? And if so, come on up. You know, let's get your your input. Um, I played it on an emulator mm-hmm. just because, like, I remember watching a James Rolfe ABGN episode on it, and I played on the emulator just to see how how bad it was, and it was pretty bad. Was, oh yeah, yeah, it's it, terrible. It, like, also, the rock always was at arc, so yes. you had <laughs> it, this is ninety percent of the time, and um. It was just like I just played it just out of sheer curiosity. The fact that you know it exists, like it, like you know you got J- like any like Nintendo at the time was like very hard firm on fam- on a family friendly image. They're like the Disney of gaming companies, mm-hmm. but not as evil as Disney. But they always they have like we need to <laughs> we need to present us ourselves as you know family friendly, like to the point where they censored a lot of their games in Japan to America to be like less violent or less sacrilegious. And then we got Friday Thirteenth. And it was yep. sold to children, and it was before like you know the ESRB <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, it was just, it's just like this weird time capsule of the franchise. We actually had a couple of games um, come out on the NES that were movie based. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street was another one that I'll be completely honest. I didn't know we had a Freddy game on the NES until about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, when I got into trying to collect retro gaming and I found there was an NES game on there. And that's right around the time I found out about Texas Chainsaw on the Atari and things like that as well. Um, but all in all, I, I loved it. I thought it was fun. Yes, it was it was a horrible <laughs> game, but I loved the campiness of it. And that's probably why I love bad movies, too. They're they're fun. You know, we, we can sit back and look and say, wow, they made this for, what, $35 in a cheese sandwich? But it's still fun and enjoyable to watch. Well, so. Are we going to call that campy, though? I mean... No pun intended. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Please hold your views on why the uh, d- uh, disabled need to be killed, but thank you for the support. Oh, God. She's like that evil devil on your shoulder. Well, you know, everybody has one. Some of us have more than one. <laughs> well. Mine's is a chorus. Okay. Again, that just happened. (laughs) Did you want to come down and introduce yourself? Everybody else says. All the cool kids are doing it. You're good. I call it the retired dad look. So, it's nice to see you. Nice seeing you too, right? Um, my name is Dalton. Thank you for the support and buying a hat, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, of course. Which I still have to bring you the money. Sorry about that. <laughs> you can take the hat now. I'll get you later. Yeah, I know where you live. That, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> oh, you do on that one. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I just want to... I wired your house. I just want to say that, you know. Oh. That explains a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, on a completely unrelated note. Um, you need to get a little say, closer to the mic, though. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I will say I'm not able to chime in on that specific game because I've not sat down, but I have seen videos, and I see where your appeal specifically comes from. It, it does have that 
specific campiness that I, I've seen that you've enjoyed over the years, mm-hmm. uh, minus Nurse, respectively. Um, but oh, yeah. going to go into that subject. Forgot um, about that. Give me the damn hat back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I could definitely see it uh, from that specific standpoint. I know on those types of games, they were never really made obnoxiously well, of course, because of the hardware at the time. Uh, but from what I have seen, the Friday the 13th one was the most entertaining of the bunch, even as horrible as it specifically was. Um you know, but you can't exactly complain about it for what 1985, 1986, something along those lines. For uh, that one was yeah, 19, yeah, 86, 87 around okay. there for the NES one. So I mean, late 80s on an NES style game. I mean, it is what it is, of course. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, at least my creative input on that specifically. What was your your favorite movie based on a horror video game? Hmm, <laughs> that's a toughie. In all fairness, if I was going to have to go off a horror video game specifically, I'd I'd, I'd go Silent Hill. And right. next one would actually go Doom in the background just because Yo, that dude. rock with the BFG dude. was hysterical. But for pure <laughs> actual enjoyment factor, Silent Hill probably was one of the better horror video game movie translations I've seen. Next to you, Ball's Blood Rain, but that's completely oh, irrelevant. Oh, God. <laughs> That was a joke, just throwing that out there. I was uh, it, Just hearing it hurts, though. Uh, no, of course, of course. We can go Rampage in all the other directions. But no, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say Silent Hill. I'd say so, Silent Hill was probably my top one. I'm going to have to go home and watch Silent Hill again because m- most people today have said Silent Hill. It's uh, an amazing movie. So I'm going to... It's not amazing, but it is a really close translation of the video game. The se- if you're looking for that, you got what you wanted. And the sequel was good for what it was. It could have been better, of course, but, I mean, things happen. But I- I'd say the original one was probably my favorite from a video game to movie standpoint. Right. What about your worst? We're going to reback that one. U-Balls, Blood Rain. <laughs> you could have just ended it with U-Ball. <laughs> yeah, anything U-Balls pretty much put yeah. out. I, I would yeah, say that it's yeah. a video game representation. Yeah, no. Yeah, gotcha. that, w- that would be the worst, in my opinion. Cool. I can't hate on that one. Which uh, oh my god blood rain really yes (laughs) yes so horrible so blatantly there just to make some money you know what the cojones that it took to make that yeah I'm just gonna no have it okay you you can tilt it down more if you want no no I'm good I like looking up (laughs) (laughs) makes you feel like God is watching Um, awkward (laughs) no the cojones that it took to make that like. Like, he managed to get people to be in this movie, do all of this crazy stuff. No, They must have known as they were making it that it sucked, and yet still get it made. I want to know who holds the lean on that man's soul <laughs> so I can go and marry that demon. Yes. 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 Just the balls of getting that made alone. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's nothing... No saving grace for that movie, except for the for the fact that it got made. Do you have business cards that like other podcasts can take, so they can have you on their show? No, but I am on Facebook and on Twitter. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to ask. What's your opinion on House of the Dead? House of the Dead. Um, love the video game. Yes. Love the video game. I let me tell you the violence that it inspired in me, <laughs> and therefore I went out and inspired in others. Um. <laughs> It's amazing, but House of the Dead. I'm cool with House of the Dead. I kind of fell asleep halfway, so I don't mind you being crappy. I don't. I just don't mind you being. I mind you being boring. So I would actually love to see a movie representation of Typing of the Dead. Uh, that would be 
Well, I have no idea what you're talking about, and it's one of those few times where ignorance is bliss. It was a Dreamcast game, and you got the uh, com- the keyboard, and as the zombies were coming at you, words would pop up on the screen, and you have to type those words. Uh, to the minute shoot you at said Dreamcast, I understood. Dreamcast is the best game console ever uh, made. Uh, I, yeah. I hate. I I worked at a at a at a daycare, and we had a Dreamcast, and basically for what it was, it's great. But oh my god just playing games on it and then trying to switch it up to other games it was the most horrible like equipment that i've ever had to deal with step back i think right, i, I think done. i hit a kid with, <laughs> we're a, done with, with, a, with one of those, those did those you just say you sticks. hit a kitten no a kid a kid oh. i would never hit a kitten <laughs> never hit a kitten what I i'm not that kind of a person <laughs> but a child watch. yes we were going to come over this table if you said kitten <laughs> so <laughs> no i heard her say kid, kid. i was good not the kittens. Right. I love kittens. So let's let's talk about uh, some other aspects real quick. Um, we know that there's tons of horror video games. You know, there's tons of movies, horror movies, horror movies based on video games and things like that. Um, let's talk a little bit about games that added horror aspects that weren't necessarily horror video games. Uh, for example, Batman Arkham Asylum is a, a great game, great atmosphere. Um, I have a personal preference as to which console to play it on, but... The, the scene where Batman gets sprayed with uh, the fear gas, you know, that just opened up a whole horror aspect of that particular game at that point in time. Um, you guys have any games like that that you uh, you like or something that you would consider a horror aspect in a game that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily quote unquote horror. I probably should have posed this question earlier to let you guys yeah. formulate some answers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got something that's not necessarily... Welcome back, Ava. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not like I like talking, but I just have a lot of weird stuff in my head I got to get out. Um, Butterflies. I'm going to go with uh, uh, World of Warcraft. Okay. Not usually scary, no. But there have been some dungeons. I don't know if you guys played the vanilla version. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody here? Oh, yeah. Okay. What's that? uh, No, no, no. There's that one castle where you can get that mount, the Baron's Mount. Yeah, isn't that Scholomance? Yes, Scholomance. No, you're, you're the wild guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Shadow Fan Keep was awesome. That one, too, because that kind of freaked me out. But that really had an element of horror that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And I did have nightmares after that. And I don't usually have nightmares about stuff. I usually enjoy my nightmares. This one I did not enjoy. So it was like the undead coming for me. The I think it was the all the the turns in the hallways and and just feeling like and every time you got lost and you had to turn around. No. So yes, I would say there have been some aspects of World of Warcraft. Uh, Actually, I'm I'm rethinking. I think it was Scarlet Monastery. No, Scarlet Monastery was a different well, one. Okay. Okay. And then the one where they first introduced the 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 werewolf class mm-hmm. there was the that yes the worgen then that that first uh, castle you hit there was that was uh, shadow fang keep i think yeah and so yeah so i think a lot of their dungeons mm-hmm. like everything's oh yeah all epic fantasy and then you hit a dungeon and then it's like man you better you better get your your, your panties on because this is not pretty so i enjoyed that about warcraft <laughs> okay I agree. I agree. I am a little worried that you know I have gaming panties, but I, I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You can say. I got a game for you that was like got. It wasn't horror, but it definitely became horror at the end. Uh, Earthbound. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, like, silly and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, everyone knows the whole guy gets final boss, where you basically fight Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also, um, there was references to, like, stuff going on in Japan, like the Usher, Usherino? One cult in Japan. Onshirikyo. That, uh, that was Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, at yeah. SNES. Uh, mm-hmm. They had, like, a reference to the Onshirikyo mm-hmm. uh, cult. And it's in a kid, this is like a children's game, and then you got um, Earthbound uh, Mother Three. Oh yeah. Which um, basically the final boss of that game is your brother who was zombified, and uh, turned into um, like a weapon basically. And the music that played in there was just up there is one of the most eerie music I have heard in all, in any video game. I mean, I when I first heard that back in like middle school, I honestly thought like I was going to be an dozed or something. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most like un- I legitimately felt sick listening to the soundtrack of the final boss of Mother Three. Oh wow. Yeah, that, that, that was super unsettling. Nice. Good good input. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah. I got another one I'll pose. Uh, Fallout 3. I did not expect that to be a horror. I expected it to be more of a, a shooter. And then once we started getting those, um, the infected, I forget. Uh, ghouls. ghouls. The ghouls, yeah. The, well, the feral ghouls. When you first walk ghouls. into that, that one... Um, the apartment complex that was off in the distance. We oh, walked yeah. into that, and the whole place was infested with uh, the ghouls. I thought that was just uh, amazing. The, the feral ghouls were the ones, yeah, that, that scared the crap out of you. You're walking through a tunnel, and suddenly they come running down at you from a side, and you're just not expecting it. And that first ah, kind of sound, yeah. oh, that was amazing. But, yeah, I, that was another one that caught me off guard. So. Uh, I'd have to say one of the ones that I played recently, I just started playing the series because of the, the game that came out recently, was Metro. Yeah, it kind of catches you off guard because you're not expecting that the the monsters in it at first, and then when you first see them, yeah, your first encounter with them is basically you locked in a room with your character's father and his close friend, and they're just pouring in through these vents. That had a great premise too, and didn't they just do a movie on Metro? Uh, no, but the, there was a newer game that came out recently. I knew there was a, a third game, I think, that, yeah. that just came out. I thought they did a movie as well. Oh, like In Russia, though, I thought. I mean, the whole game takes place, like, the, the series takes place in the Russian metro system. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they... And there's basically just the Chernobyl series. Yeah. I hear that's really good. I have not seen that yet. Uh, uh, he was talking uh, Chernobyl. Um I just had a brain fart. That wasn't my brain fart, but thank you for No, that, that was the there. gears grinding to a stop. Uh, no, that was my gaming panties. Um, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went ahead and I've got set up at another GameStop down the street. Uh, since you talked about it during our break, I went ahead and oh. held uh, Sinking City. So, yes. Um, Dalton, have you heard of uh, Sinking City? Oh, what you think? Come on down. No, I do. Really? I do. Come on down. We all do. So. Get close to the mic, though. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Is that better? Think of it like your boyfriend. Get on up on that. That's fair enough. All right. Good enough. Lick your lips. Um, No, specifically. Lick your lips. No, um, no. Specifically for Sinking City, uh, picked up the night it came out. Got the Necronomicon edition. Loved the premise behind it. Uh, going specifically with Lovecraftian lore, um, I like the idea of the wild beasts and everything like that that they do have in there. However, I'm extremely disappointed at the company that decided to make it. Um, I wouldn't say it's riddled with bugs, but mm-hmm. there, in my personal opinion, is very little to next to no entertainment value thus far. 
Um, The big core mechanic that I found that was supposed to be interesting is you're a detective. It's supposed to be like I'm seeing monsters for the first time, and combat is the worst thing ever that I've seen. Um, They tried to go an Evil Within route, which Mm -hmm. I think could have done really well, but I think missed the bar completely. The story's solid, but running around for an hour trying to figure out something gets a little tedious. Now, I know with uh, Evil Within, I think, too, they have the level-up system mm-hmm. with your your uh, aiming and things like that. Is there anything like that in Sinking City? To an extent, um, as you progress throughout the game, you know, solving crimes, going to different scenes, finding evidence, you will get XP that allows you to, you know, be able to carry more rounds in your pistol or to be able to have more health, etc. after you've built up a certain experience. So it's very similar, um, just not gathering a bunch of green goo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that that would be really the only difference. Um, the main character is likable. I will mm-hmm. at least give them that much. He he is an enjoyable character, but it is one of those I found that you need to be in the right headspace. It's a game that makes you think, not a game that you can. Well, in comparison, Evil Within Two, which I absolutely did enjoy that game. Um, it's not one of those games you can just run and gun and hope for the best. It's you've got to actually think, solve crimes, pay attention, and it's just navigating it is not the best thing of the way they designed it what makes the the main character so enjoyable so relatable for me at least he's got almost a booker dewitt vibe from bioshock infinite which going back on your original comments about games that were like horror that nobody (laughs) expected the bioshock series uh since that never got brought up uh but he reminds me very much of booker but more i'd say grizzled you know it's the typical pi in the 1920s coming from boston you know (laughs) he's got that kind of grizzled attitude and then just like I'm here you all are weird what's going on kind of thing and following him and how he converses with half eight people and fish people it's uh, <laughs> becomes entertaining after a while you know right. it makes him enjoyable I, I will give him that all this talk about Lovecraft though kind of makes me I want to go home and watch Cast the Deadly Spell I haven't seen that in forever well here's a thought <laughs> Calamari you played Sinking City have you played Call of Cthulhu uh, I have not actually, and mainly because I've heard horrible things. <laughs> it's constantly on sale, so I, I, I don't take that very well. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I have heard good things. The only thing that was the drawback thus far for Sinking City is I figured it would be a continuation of the concept of Call of Cthulhu, where this seems more it's in like specifically the Dagon route, yeah. which is fair and, right. and, and totally understandable for the idea of a sinking city. Yeah. Um, but at least of point of reference thus far, I have not seen anything specifically for Cthulhu, but Dagon mm-hmm. gets name dropped a lot. Ah, okay. So, you know. Okay. Well, anything Cthulhu or the that oh, whole God. mythos, I'm a, I'm a fan of. So yeah, uh, I'll get it. I'll put it on the shelf next to Call of Cthulhu and the Lovecraft collection. Will yeah. be good. Uh, for someone like you, mm-hmm. I totally recommend it. Um, I would just maybe wait till it's like thirty, forty bucks. Well, I oh yeah, I didn't even ask how much it is. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> considering it just came out, Necronomicon seventy four ninety nine and the regular edition sixty dollars. What was the different? What came with the Necronomicon? Uh, so the Necronomicon edition allotted you to have different outfit, gave you the Tommy gun right off the bat, which oh, is wow. definitely needed. Um, it gave you, I think it was XP points, and uh, allowed you to play the game like four days early. I got it on oh. Monday night instead of Friday. Oh, so that was really the only big bonus okay. to it. So, cool. Thank you. Actually, speaking of Call of Cthulhu-style games, have you played Amnesia? Yes. Yeah. The Dark Descent? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm just making sure. <laughs> How about The Last Door? No. Okay. That needs to be on your list. Get it on PC as soon as possible. Send, send me a link. I yes. got it. If it's on Steam, I probably have it already. But 
mm, no, you would have played this okay. otherwise if you downloaded it. <laughs> um, what about Out anybody here familiar with uh, Outlast? Ah, come on down. I think Outlast is probably one of the most frightening games I've ever played. Yeah, I, w I would say Outlast is probably one of the truest like survival horror elements or like survival horror games that mm -hmm. are out right now. Um, Red Barrel has put out one, two, and then like the Whistleblower DLC for the mm -hmm. first one, I believe. Um, but yeah, Outlast is my jam. Now, for me, I love the fact that there were no there were no weapons. You, you didn't fight mm -hmm. the enemy. Your job was to outlast the enemy. You survive, yeah, gather yeah. as much information as you can. What was it that you, you enjoyed about it? Um, I think every element going into it is completely unexplored and completely terrifying. They, The strongest part of the Outlast series is the atmosphere mm -hmm. and leaning into kind of the survival tactics of like having to recover batteries so you don't get lost in the dark because you don't know what's going to be in the dark. And also you don't know what en enemies are props or what enemies are actually going to chase after you and do something. Um, especially like there's always such a blend of like... Outlast kind of has like a noir style to it, at least the first one, mm -hmm. um, where you're this like journalist going in. Um, and like I said before, it really builds on this atmosphere that I love. Um, and then you find out that there's like some cult stuff going on and some other supernatural things. It, it, it builds a great mythos for you just kind of running and hiding, you know, yeah. and not really, really being able to interact in any other way. But I think it, almost just plays off almost like a horror film even further in that degree which works you know because you always you put yourself in the protagonist's shoes in a horror film but with outlast it really provides an opportunity to do that i feel like a little more honestly mm -hmm. you know so I, I i don't know it's just a fan favorite i love Outlast. first time i played it uh i'm walking through i think i got about 10 15 minutes in it was one of the first times you hear that sound yeah. and I, I jumped into a locker i closed the door and i shut it off and it was about a week before i went back and, and yeah. tried to pick up from where i left off but yeah that was that game was amazing i uh, definitely now for those that, that don't know outlast you want to give a synopsis on it real quick yeah, yeah sure so the first one um you plays a I, I believe you plays a reporter and this like things have been going on at this asylum and of course that sounds like a genius idea uh you go there and you find out a bunch of people are dead in the inmates are let loose which is a little problematic probably um <laughs> and basically you have to kind of survive the night and you also have to um i believe you're you have to find someone who's also in the asylum and you kind of find out some other occultist things are going on and they're experimenting on the prisoners and it gets way out of hand um and then the second one uh you and your wife are flying somewhere over like the nevada desert i believe <clears throat> your wife the your helicopter goes down your wife gets abducted by like this uh like kind of like waco cult in like the middle of the desert you have to get your wife back but you're kind of having these like flashback nightmare sequen sequences um so yeah both play on that kind of like element of just unknown and danger and still bringing back like the camcorder of like that's your only way to really see in the dark mm -hmm. and if you run out of batteries you're sol yeah that's that's one of the aspects i really enjoyed was that you weren't necessarily building your your life bar mm -hmm. you were 
gaining batteries because you knew you needed that to see in the dark. If you didn't right. see in the dark, you're, you like you said, you're SOL. That's your your life bar essentially. Yeah. So I really I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So definitely. definitely. Yeah. Thank you. So Red Barrel, make a third one because I'll right. buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all would definitely definitely. Anybody want to? Anybody else played out last to want to throw in their two cents? I mean, I've, I have played it. Oh, I forgot you were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just hiding in the corner. <laughs> Don't mind me. Um, there there are parts of that game that I, I do have a gripe with, though. Oh. It is a great game. How do I shut off your mic? One second. Oh, go for it. No, okay, good. good. <laughs> no, but I, one, of the, one of the issues I have with horror games is when, basically when control is taken away from the player. Mm-hmm. To me, what makes a horror game good, really good, is when the player is still in full of con- in full control of their character and stuff is going on around them that they have no control over. But you still are controlling your character because it immerses you more into what's going on. Okay. It's not just an FMV, for <laughs> for lack of a better term. I got you. That, that actually brings up a, a great topic that I, I kind of want to get into. The, the comparison of horror movies and horror games, which do you find more horrific and why? I mean, in, in a horror game, you are, um, like Anthony said, you, you are the, the protagonist. You are the, the main focus. Um, it kind of puts you in that role, that starring role, where now you get to, to be up, up close to that creature. You get to see every polygon that makes up that particular creature up close and personal. Whereas in a movie, you're just kind of, you're set there and you get to watch it play out, mm-hmm. which is more frightening. You know, for me, I like horror movies because I, I get to kind of sit back and experience. And it, I, that's how I know if it's a good movie for me is if I do feel that. I do feel frightened. I feel like I'm a part of the the um, the the film itself. Whereas with games, uh, I'm a horrible gamer. I can't game very well. <laughs> so I end up getting more angry than I do frightened. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm going up against uh, Mr. X you know, for six times now and I've already, I can't get past him. And uh, this is six times now and I just died for the seventh time. I'm no longer afraid of Mr. X. I'm more pissed off at Mr. X. And, yeah. you know, it's, it kind of takes me out of the horror aspect of it. So what, what do you guys find more horrific and, and why? I mean, I, I will say that there are, have been a few movies <laughs> mm-hmm. that I will not watch in the dark. <laughs> Event Horizon being one of them. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah. yeah. Watched it <laughs> as a kid in the theaters with my brother and his friend. Gotcha. Yeah. I was scarred for life. <laughs> Sphere being another one. Sphere. Mm. Again, watching it as a kid. <laughs> yeah. But I, for me games being in control of the character having the events happen around you trying to get around what's happening to you again and bringing up amnesia amnesia frightens me because i'm still in control of my character i'm still in control of what's going on but i am in no control of everything else that's happening around me mm-hmm. and the fact that it's more of a surreal kind of fear instead of and just like you're saying with mr x the the fact that there is that potential to die and have to start over and over and over that tends to not happen in games like like true horror games like Amnesia. Mm-hmm. You tend not to really die too often, as just have to push your way through the scenario and kind of get over that fear to move on. And if you don't, you don't go anywhere. That's how it is with, with Outlast as well. I mean, you 
you have to survive. There, there's no fighting back. There, there's no you, you, you know, not to make a left on this aspect or mm-hmm. this area. Maybe t- take a right this time, and in some cases, uh, shit, nope, that's but now you got to backtrack and go this other way. So there, there's not necessarily dying, but there is a lot of repetition in those games still. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. For me, that tends to take me out of it. So that's why I was wondering for like for you guys, does it take you out of it? Is that why you like games more than the movies, or you find games more horrific than movies, or, or what? I find games more horrific, in all honesty. Like Layers of Fear, for example, that is an amazing horror game. Mm-hmm. But it's another one that it doesn't really take control away from the player. Everything is still going on around you at all times. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, of course, there is the the whole having to go back sometimes and kind of figure out where where you're going and what's going on, but it's the psychological horror that I prefer. Okay. I don't. I prefer not like the gory and like ripping things apart. Eh, I mean, that's not really horrifying to me. It's just kind of disgusting. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Right, let's let's do a roundtable. See what everybody thinks. Uh, who wants to go first? Don't everybody jump at once. And Ready? back to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get you a chair and your own mic. We'll be good. Hell yeah, man. I'll, I'll definitely take a chair. <laughs> you swap. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a horror film fiend, um, obviously. Like, <laughs> um, love talking about horror films and engaging with them. I, I definitely think there is an aspect with horror video games that a lot of people don't talk about. Like with horror films, there's there's kind of more of a standard linear thought, mm-hmm. I think, like structure-wise, that games are able to kind of navigate because they're not linear stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are kind of immersed and like life is not entirely linear with how you do things. It's like, oh, well, I want to get a job. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college, make a resume, and then I'll get the job. It's like, well, that's not really how life works. Right. It's like... A film has acts and there's a structure and sure I'm not like saying that's bad but I'm just saying like there are more risks I think done in video games that movies can't necessarily take Mm -hmm. because at least with video games you have 10 20 30 hours of time to kind of immerse yourself in this world as when a film only has really two or maybe an hour and a half and that takes a lot more of creative ingenuity to kind of you know put together exactly um so I, I definitely think with films in particular, you're always put into this um, basically a God perspective, like a, a third person perspective of looking down on the events. So there's kind of this, <clears throat> there's always a disconnect to yes. a certain extent. Like obviously you know it's fake, but you're not quite engaging in the decisions and the behaviors of what your protagonists are doing. Unlike video games where you are making all of those choices, which means you are also encountering those, you know, like digital threats as well. Um, so like when, you, when you're playing Outlast or when you're playing Resident Evil, for example, like you have to face those zombies and you have to either run away or navigate them in some way and you have to make those quick decisions. And so it's kind of like that moment in like a horror film where the girl is running through the woods, she trips and everyone's like, oh, I would never trip. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, let's put you behind a controller and like see how fast you're able to like you know kill a couple zombies or like see how fast you freak out and you're like i don't know what to do right so i i definitely think it's an interesting at least like psychological perspective between the two so i like horror video games i don't play them as much as i probably should um 
But yeah, they're scary. Good. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. For me, uh, both horror games and horror films do things in their own way, and um, I think with horror games, it's a more in the moment kind of terror. Right. Where like you know that's going to happen there, but I think the thing with games as well that movies do like when you in terms of just games with the narrative. Uh, if you mess up, you can just restart the level and that. But if you watch a film, if if something happens in the film, a character dies, they're not coming back. Right. So there, and you just have to go along with it. So it depends on just what kind of story and investment you are with characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like with video games, like that, the more the fear is on your character, and as such, like. But afterwards, the only consequence from that is like, oh, I gotta restart the level. Right. And it's like again in the moment kind of like terror. While with films, like you know, if a main character dies. You know, the terror from that is like, oh crap, they're dead and they're not coming back, and we gotta stick with the consequences. In yeah. terms of like a good, well-written horror film, I like when it and when a horror movie ends like that. You know, yeah. everybody's dead, all the the hope is lost. You know, that's that's what I like as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. and it, it really depends on like, and it's also just like with games. Um, eventually, um, like it, like games, like they're like especially a lot of horror games. Eventually, you can start getting stronger and stuff, and you're more empowered mm-hmm. to fight against the enemy. Like. In, like, traditional horror games, like, you know, the psychological ones at least try- keeps you down as long as possible. Right. So it's just, uh, both of them have strengths and weaknesses of each other's medium. Nice. Thank you. Yep. I'll say something. Oh, God, here we go again. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 this is, this is a really well thought out. There are no children in the... the no, right? oh. no, the last kid just left. <laughs> um, That's why she's back on the mic. <laughs> I think going back to like, and once again, I'm going to go with Silent Hill as a good example. Mm-hmm. And this is why it kind of works. And it could have been even better if they just would have just went, you know, didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, that what was previously said that there is a very one person character and you're going through all of this and it's just for you to get to the end. And the problem with a lot of video game movie adaptations is that they want to make a story with a group of people and we've got to get different point of views and different scenes and different no silent hill worked because you took that one character and you made her the audience and you watched her go through everything by herself through all the horrors and that's why it felt more like a video game than i would say other ones but also the movie adaptations are like crippled by fan expectations because You've got people who, you better put this in. You better put that monster in. And it better look like that. And that character better say that. And if that doesn't happen, you are screwed. We're going to go on Reddit. We're going to go on Twitter. And we're going to burn your movie to the ground. Yeah, Mike. And that's one of the biggest problems is fan expectations <laughs> versus what can be done in a movie and give freedom in a movie. So you've got movie producers and directors and writers who want to write something based on it, inspired by this, but then they're shackled by these crazy little guys living in their mama basements, eating their Hot Pockets. Again, why is everyone looking at me? (laughs) You know, just staring. I don't even like Hot Pockets. Just staring at the, their, 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 their posters of chicks barely dressed on dragons. And you know what? Okay, that is me, yes. That is you. Yeah, yeah, Mike. And you know what? You can't, keep pandering to them because one you're never going to get them out of their mama's basement it's just never going to (laughs) happen but if you do something different and if you take it and you take a risk and you don't and you say you know forget all those people i'm going to do something 
based on this. It's not going to be like this, but it's, it's inspired me. And you could either come with me for the ride or you can just stay there hitting, eating those Hot Pockets, sitting in that <laughs> basement in your underwear, wondering what went wrong. It's like you know me. Or in Mike's case, gaming panties. I have a feeling I know a lot of people like that. Now, let me play devil's advocate. Please do. You know I love to be devil's advocate. And I love to do things to the devil's advocate. So let's go. All right. Uh, (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) 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 All right. The point of any kind of uh, media like this, like movies, like games, whatever, is to make money. Right. It's to entertain and make money. Right. So if you take... um, an intellectual, an intellectual property. Let's mm-hmm. say, let's take Silent Hill for example. Okay. You already have a preset fan base that's come in based off of the game. Right. If you're going to make uh, an entertainment media out of it, now you're going to take it into the realm of movies. You need to be able to sell to that same uh, group of people that enjoy the game. So you do kind of have to pander to them to get them to come see this movie, right? Very true. And then here's where the problem lies. The problem lies about getting that fan base in, mm-hmm. but they're only, they're not gonna be the kind, of, the, the kind of financial powerhouse that you can solely rely on, as well as bringing in a new base. The now, the, these are the same people, though, that will drop $60 oh, on yeah, a game. Oh, yeah, they'll drop $60. It, and then it shouldn't be too hard for them to drop 15 they'll, on they'll, a movie They'll ticket. pay for a pre-purchase of this, and they'll pay for that, and they'll pay for that. But guess what? A movie ticket is one ticket. Mm-hmm. And they go, and they see it once. And then from then, and then, God forbid, you anger that group. So, yes, you do have to... <laughs> You do have to pander to that group. You do have to serve them something. Hot pockets. Yeah, like (laughs) hot pockets. But do you really want to serve them a hot pocket movie? Just because they're they're used to the (laughs) hot pocket movie and they expect it, but then they go and then they're angry about it. Look at all these movies that have been made. How many of them have been really bona fide hits? Now, what what constitutes a hit? Money? Money Money-wise. Let's go go money-wise. If you just look solely at money, yeah. Let's let's take a look at the money aspect. Okay. We're, we're gonna go movies for a second. Okay. Um, I don't know when this turned into a debate, but <laughs> um, you gonna learn about money today, folks. You you gonna learn? Um, Marvel. Marvel is a prime example. They cater to the lowest common denominator, their fan base. No, 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 no. I don't mean to insult anyone. No, here, no. But they cater to that, and they <laughs> get knuckles cracking over here. And they're they're on the verge right now of having the number one grossing movie of all time. And I'm glad you brought up Marvel because now I'm going to show you how they do it right versus how U Bowl, for example. You well, let's <laughs> look, we all know that U Bowl at this point is just a man who makes movies to make money. Like the more they fail, the better money he's making. He's usually tax he's tax evasion. He cleans people's money. He's just one step up above the mafia. No, no, one step below the mafia. What's it? (laughs) Right? So, besides that, if you look at Marvel, what they had going for it was like a huge plethora of lore to begin with. So... Breaking out the big words. Yes, I know. Plethora. Google it, folks. Yeah, please, because half our listener base doesn't know what that is. and Google it. So... They went back, they took this information, and they made it palatable in a way where you can have the true fans come in 
and see what they see in the comics. But also, you put in the right actors, you get, you get the right people involved, and suddenly you make it something that other people who aren't used to comics come in. But honestly, there are people who don't read comics that look at comics and like, that's cool, but I just don't want to read it. So then they see a movie out and they're like, hey, I don't have to read the comic, I can go see it. And so you, you're getting the people who are not comic savvy to go in and suddenly, I know Marvel now. I know Marvel like you. You don't know nothing. Enjoy the <laughs> movies. <laughs> relax. No, no you know? No gatekeeping. No gatekeeping. <laughs> right. But you're not a comic fan. You're a Marvel movie universe fan. That's all good. But they found that, that niche. The problem with video games to movies is that they're, they're trying to make these people and people who play video games are crazy yes you can't you can't you're not gonna please them even if you make it exactly the way did, did you look at your surroundings right now? i did i did <laughs> and you know what i say I, that i need I to be able to get out of here with all my gear uh, well, alive i'm not worried about you but i i am firm oh, in the fact that i can take anybody in here so i'm okay <laughs> so but it's not crazy like ah but yeah, they're crazy where they're very loyal, they're very passionate about this. It's a hard it's a harder road for them than it is for something like Marvel. I'm just saying that maybe it's okay to take a risk and hopefully if you do it well enough, if you honor it, if you sh if you have somebody who really likes the core material and is already a fan of it, respects the source respects material, the source material yeah. enough where I'm going to take chances because you've already played the game. Do you really want to go to a movie and play the same game you already played? Or do you want to see where that game could have gone after, you, after it ended and you defeated that final boss? Thank you, Ava. As a little tan uh, added into the conversation, the current conversation right now, <laughs> I think uh, well, like the things that reason why a lot of video game movies fail is not only that it's a hard medium to translate, is that you can t like a lot of them aren't made with passion. Right. That that's the thing. Yep. Like the idea, like going back to Marvel, is that you got people who actually care about the material and are smart enough to translate the material to a general demographic who actually turns out actually likes this stuff. They just never. It's just they needed a medium for them to like it. Mm -hmm. And you know, with Preach, and it's <laughs> like people enjoy media different ways. Some people only read books. Some people only read play video games. Some people only watch films or TV. And it's just and you can like anything you want. It's just you gotta translate it to the right people. And with video game films, um, a lot of it is just a lot of people are just doing it to make a quick buck. Studios just have a license, and they just pick some cheap director. Sony. Um, Sony. <laughs> and you know, they either like directors who just want a quick paycheck or. Or with uh, w Paul W. S. Anderson, he wants to at least have his wife have a career. Wait, you need to back up that last one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, you gotta admit, like, you gotta admit, he at least. It, it, not, not, my phone. No, not, not saying it's a bad way. I'll like, take the, I, I'll take I don't. The blame off you. <laughs> Yes. Ava's no, taking off her no, rings agreed. and uh-oh. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but I, I don't mind Mia. Mila Jovic, whatever, I can okay. never pronounce. Right. I don't mind her. I don't mind All her. Right. I don't mind her. She's, uh, she's just lucky to be married to her. I have I have problems with the writing. Hellboy didn't her. suck, by the way, for the record. It was just a lot of information crammed into a short time. If that were two movies, that would have been great. And like I said, it, it was funny for <laughs> right? It was bad, though. It was bad. I told yeah. you. It was like a train wreck. Nah. Yeah, Mila deserved better. Yeah, like, watch. like with um, yeah, again with uh, with the re uh, Resident Evil films, uh, like 
the reason why I have foibles with it is just like um, it's clear that he wasn't he gave lip service to the games. He didn't yeah. actually cared enough for the games. It was a, yeah, it was a Resident Evil product yeah. on surface level. Yeah, yeah like really. if it, if like that's honestly why I kind of prefer the third Resident Evil film. At least that they had a different director. Same guy who directed uh, Razorback mm-hmm. uh, was an Australian horror film, and that film at least had its own style, its own thing. And yeah, it's it's definitely different from Resident Evil, but at least someone took a general premise and made something new out of it. And I think right. um, that's the problem with a lot of like horror games movies. It's just there is no passion. There is no care. Like Silent Hill, there was care. There was enough passion in the franchise to at least try to do something that good. I mean, the film, the film's getting a, a Scream Factory release, so it at least has enough uh, care enough to do that. We know Bob will buy at least the Steelbook edition. I pre-ordered it. Yo, you did. You did. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, like, I think, I honestly think, um, it, like, everyone thinks, like, all these niche things, like, it's like, oh, not a lot of people read fantasy. Then Lord of the Ring movies came when it turns out everyone likes fantasy. You just got to translate it right. Right. And people are like, oh, no one likes superheroes. Marvel came. Like, oh, everyone likes. Even some horror films. You got like it. Like it turns out a lot of people like horror films. Oh, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta translate it right. And I just think with medium, you just gotta find people who. All it is is just people who give a damn about it. Yeah. Like, I, I I agree. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up it. By the way, I just want to voice my two cents on that real quick. I'm actually looking more towards chapter two than I am chapter one and it's i god forgive me little kids all right good i (laughs) i have a i don't know what it is i have a really bad affinity towards kids in horror movies unless it's unless it's done right but those kids aggravated the piss out of me i couldn't stand them now that they're not they're they're more of a side we were getting the adult versions of them in chapter two uh, it looks a little more horrific and how they're they're going to deal with with pennywise at that so i'm really excited for part two so what was your opinion then on stranger things stranger things it's a little bit different kind of like summer of 84 i really enjoyed that because that it's for it it seemed like those kids uh the one it was only one right or two that was in it just, just the one, yeah. uh, the one with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. I can't Who stand him. Oh, are you kidding me? He was the best in that movie. Oh, let's Uh-oh. go. Somebody hold my phone again. <laughs> hold my phone again. The best in that movie. Okay, let me. First of all, has anybody here read the book? Thank you. Okay, those kids were so accurately portrayed better than the miniseries, which the miniseries, the only thing it had going for it was Tim Curry. Tim Curry. That was the only thing. Tim it Curry's was amazing. Crap. Uh-huh. So, the kids were a very detailed, accurate description of the kids in the book. And the kids in the book is what carries that book till you get to that second half. It's, it literally rests on the foundation of those kids. Now, the second half is going to be interesting. You're still probably going to have flashbacks, like in the books. But kids in general in horror movies can't be awesome. It's the best because there is this, disbe- this, 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 this belief. They don't have to work to believe. They already believe. So you're inserting this supernatural or this, this, these higher things into a kid's life, and they roll with the punches. And you can see it in It. You can see it in Stranger Things. And if anybody's here, watch Attack the Block. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Come on. Monster Squad? Come on. Yeah. yeah. 
you do it right, you get the right group of kids. Yes, they're all assholes. That's the thing is, what people forget is that kids are assholes. I was a teacher for 15 years. I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch a horror movie with cute kids who deserve to live. No, I want to watch a movie with a bunch of asshole kids because that's how kids are. See, uh, I, 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 can, I can see both sides of that. <laughs> I was. Um, the kids uh, did refer to me as Evil Eva. Um, I did enjoy their tears, and they knew it. But it toughened them up and uh, didn't make them into crybabies. So uh, as adults, they thanked me for that. No, my, my point is, is uh, all right, like Summer of 84, like Stranger Things, like It. Kids in horror movies... It does give you a little bit of a, a, a sense of innocence. It gives you you want these kids to survive because they're they're young, they're innocent, they're so. On. But I have not felt that, except in the movie Demons Two. That was the only time I ever felt for a kid and didn't want them to die, and that was when the, the poor kid, the, Linda, Linda Blair, Exorcist is probably my favorite movie of all deserved. time. Wow. She did. Wow. She did. Bring it down. <laughs> Power of Christ compels you. Yeah, the power uh, of Christ compelled her to be a little pain in the butt kid. She got what she deserved. She lucky a priest was around to take care of her. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, all right, gaming. There we go. I mean, it's put up by Milton Bradley. It is a game. Oh lord. But uh, Linda Blair in that movie. All right, she was fantastic. I mean, yes. I wonder if she had therapy after that. Because let's face it, they had her do a lot of weird stuff and say a lot of messed up stuff. <laughs> I think she needed therapy for the sequel. I mean, should there should have been a Parts, uh, two or three. Two. She yeah. Wasn't in, she was, uh, the preacher was the priest was in three. Yeah. The heretic. Yeah. 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 I no, gotcha. Heretic was two. Heretic was two. No. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't in two. She was in three. That's yeah. Yeah. That's what, what we're saying, it? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's what uh, I was saying. Okay. We're we're Sequel. so off topic. We're talking. Oh, yeah, 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 we're supposed yeah, yeah, to be yeah, yeah, video yeah. games and and horror. Bring it back to video games. Okay, go go. And kids and and danger. And you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> well, we got some new listeners. Do you want to come up and say a few words? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. We're open to everybody. You just bug their eyes out. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking horror video games and horror movies and how they they kind of intersect with each other and stuff. I'm a horror come on down. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. okay. No Talk directly into the mic up here. Let's uh, let's find out what's your your favorite horror movie. Um, well, for um, Gothica, I would think that was like okay. That's the Halle Berry one, right? The Halle Berry mm-hmm. one, and the this year one is the Us. Yeah. yeah. I like oh, that one. Yes. So yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite. Can you hear yeah. me? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Now. Um, you mentioned us, Jordan Peele, uh, fantastic new uh, flavor coming into horror right now. Um, have you seen Skeleton Key? I have. Yes, I have. Do you see the similarities with Skeleton Key and Get Out? I Skeleton Key were they with um, Skeleton Key? That's the one when the woman switched, right? Yeah. Is that the one uh, yeah. with um, Goldie Hawn's daughter in it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's almost similar to that. Yeah. yeah. Almost like it. Yeah. There, there's a fantastic video on YouTube. If you get a chance to see it, it's uh, 24 Reasons uh, Skeleton Key and uh, Get Out are the same movie. Okay. It's if you get a chance to see it, look at it. It's absolutely hilarious because they they do line up almost perfectly uh, when they're talking subject matter. Even some of the lines are exactly the same lines across the board. So. Okay. Um, do you have a do you uh, obviously you're here at GameStop, so you must yeah. like horror video games as well, or? 
Yes, I do. Yeah. Of course. I love horror videos. That's all I have. What's your favorite horror <laughs> video game? Um, well, um, I've been playing Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So I love yes. Resident Evil. I, I have the whole collection. Nice. So. Do you have a favorite awesome. installment? Huh? Yeah. Favorite installment? Um, I f- the old one. Um, which one is it? Uh, the original. The original. Mm, the, yeah, the first the one. Yes, the, the yes, the PS one yes. version. Nice. Um, and also I like the one where I play with uh, Shaba. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yes, five. Yes, I play that with my husband. So nice. Yeah, very cool. Now, um, do you have a favorite <laughs> a favorite horror movie based on a video game? Um, favorite horror movie based like on a. Um, <laughs> we've settled that at this well, point. I think. I think Doom was okay. Really? I think I like Doom. You're the first one to say Doom today. I'm with you though. There. First one to say Doom today. Good okay. job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Calm yourself, girl. <laughs> All right, what about uh, worst? Worst uh, horror movie based on a video game, or even worst horror video game? Worst video game? I don't, I don't have a, I haven't had a worst one. All of them have been pretty cool. Good. I like them. I like you them enjoy all. it all. I, I love them all. Good. Yeah, good, good. So. Now, you got to, you got to, because it's the current war. PlayStation or Xbox? <laughs> See, I'm a gamer, so I like both. You Good. know, so I All mean, right. and because some things Xbox doesn't have mm-hmm. uh, that PlayStation have, and you know, vice versa. Oh, so. the, those exclusives, yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear so. you. All right. Cool. But my husband has Xbox One, so yeah. My 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 wife is a PlayStation gamer. I'm an Xbox gamer and PC gamer. Okay. So I hear you. Okay. We got the house divided. She also went to Florida. She's a Gator fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Would you like to enter our contest as well? Okay. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> if you want to fill that out, we are going to have a Facebook live drawing, which, by the way, I, I didn't tell everybody. We're doing a Facebook oh. live drawing at the end. Uh, so we're going to draw live the winner. You can win this Tumblr mug, this uh, figure, and this hat, maybe, unless I decide to keep it. But there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can win today. And don't forget, take a hat and a bracelet. Thank you. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, by the way. Uh, don't forget to take a, a business card as well and uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, we need YouTube followers. Okay. Drastically. Lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was great. Yay. We got a audience participation. Great. All right. So um, we are actually over are we? Uh, for chapter two. So we're going to take a little hiatus and then we'll be back with chapter three, our final chapter. All right, everybody, welcome back for Chapter 3. This is our wrap-up chapter. It's our last uh, 15 minutes. We had some great discussion, some fantastic audience participation. Um, got some, some great uh, talking points, and we went off the rails quite a bit, thanks to Eva. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, guys, uh, we want to just thank everybody for showing up. I'm going to let uh, everyone come up, say their, their final words, say what, uh, plug their shows, and talk about whatever they would like to, to talk about. So let's just, we'll run down, starting with, with Eva. We'll get the worst out of the way early. <laughs> Aw, you're making me blush. Stop. <laughs> um... I do have one thing to talk about. I mean, I'll plug it if I have to plug anything. Uh, Spooky Empire, great horror convention. Well, we do it twice a year. I've been a volunteer there for like five, six years now. We're going to be in Tampa for the first time this year. 
um, October 31st to like November 2nd. Um, already on the schedule is Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell, and the godlike Clive Barker, yes. who I am excited to meet. I have books for him to sign, and, uh, and I want to be able to bathe in his glow and maybe <laughs> get a bit of a sweat on me. So if you're up for a horror convention, go to Tampa this Halloween. It's going to be awesome. And you'll see me, because I usually work with the media guest anyway, and I'll be yelling at people to stay in the line and serpentine instead of wandering. So that's You can't me. tell me what to do. I'll do what I, I want to do. I'll tell you what you to can, do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you will listen, and you will be good about it. I was fine until I looked directly okay. into her eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't it's the, it's the crazy eye. eyes that kind of <laughs> puts that punctuation at it. I know, I know. But, yeah, that's, what, that's all I have to say. But thanks for having me here. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming down, Eva. I greatly appreciate it. Who wants to go next? Hey, hey, hey. It's your boy, Bob. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah, if you want to check out what we do, um, I'm from Straight Chilling Podcast, a uh, weekly horror movie review podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, so check us out. Thanks again, man. Appreciate no it. Problem. It was great having you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is Anthony from Something Ghoulish. Um, we make like analytical videos on horror topics um, across the spectrum. We also have a podcast called The Ghoulish Cast where we interview creators across the horror genre. So it's super fun. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for putting on this live show and you know giving away all this cool swag. You guys are awesome and you know nice meeting you guys for the first time. We know we're awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank good. You as long as you know, <laughs> that's what's important. He's awesome. <laughs> thank you, Anthony. Thank you. I'm just a sidekick. And um, I'm Chris from Cast. Um I cover giant monster movies and kaiju films. And you can find me where you can find your podcast, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts. I'm also on YouTube. And you can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. And, you, and I'm glad you had me on board for that. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. Greatly appreciate it. Anybody want to come in and say their final goodbyes? <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself. I don't think you introduced yourself last time. So, My name is Sue McClure, and I live in Kissimmee. And we was going to go to another GameStop, but I was like, let's stop at this one. And I'm glad we did because <laughs> I wouldn't have met all of y'all. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so I'm much. I'm a horror fanatic. I mean, I love it. Like, I love it so much to the point where I'm going to have, like, all kind of horror on my thigh tattoos. So. Nice. Yes. I'm actually cool. working with um, Tiger Tattoo down the street here. Okay. There's an artist down there who's designing a three-quarter horror sleeve for me. Really? Uh, with all the horror icons from, like, here up. So okay. um, check him out as well. He's, he does um, really good fine line work. Um, so he not not just in case he's listening i'm not going to say he's not good at portraits but they're not his his forte gotcha. um he does more of a fine line and shade okay. which is really nice but check out his work i'm, I'm trusting him to do my my sleeve so okay. and you said good. tiger tattoo? tiger tattoo tiger it's tattoo. uh right down by medieval times okay okay awesome. thank you thank you you want to jump in and say a few words? <laughs> no, you you picked which this person actually picked Hereditary for us to review, and I'm super excited about that. But you don't want to come say hi or anything? No. All right, she's shy. She's don't forget shy. the nun is still on that list. Carrying on, <laughs> Mike is gonna say his good his goodbye forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're gonna have me back on. Apparently. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe we'll do a, a separate podcast, Mike and Mike. I don't think Mike and Mike's ever been done before. Oh right? no, not at all. Yeah. No. Mike and Mike <laughs> oh. oh, patent pending. Hmm. <laughs> no, but I, 
Thanks for having me. I actually had a lot of fun. It's the first time I've ever actually done a podcast. So me too. I'm, <laughs> yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> Ava pretty much ran the podcast for you. It's great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Only the last 45 minutes. <clears throat> right. <Aww>. Anyway. <laughs> no, it was fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I'm quite surprised. I thought I was going to be hiding in a corner for most of this. <laughs> quite surprised. Okay. So you had no faith in this coming in. No, I just had no faith in me being able oh, to okay. actually speak on a microphone in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did very well. I appreciate it. Thank oh. you so much. Now, um, we are, we're actually probably going to have to talk uh, about this subject because this was actually, uh, I bit off a lot more than I could chew, to be <laughs> honest. This was a subject that I think we could probably fill uh, another two or three, three-hour episodes on. Um, but you had mentioned about, like, the AI in uh, Colonel Marines, Colonel Marines. Yes. And that it brought up to, to mind the AI in uh, Clyde Barker's Jericho game and things like that. So yeah. we're going to have to probably do another one of these at some point in time. And we'll, we'll talk with uh, GameStop and see if they'll have us back or, yeah, or not. Sure. So, um, But, guys, thank you again so much for coming out. I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, the support is, is overwhelming. I love it. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again next time.